Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. That song you just heard was Fire in the Sky by Dreamlamp. Mike, tell them where they can get that song at. They can get that song at soundstripe.com. And tell them how to save some money. They can use the promo code Uncle Dad Talks 10 and save 10%. Off their first month subscription. That's right. As always, as we talk about it in every single episode of Uncle Dad, it is the only place where we get our music to start every single show. If you haven't heard it yet, we just did an episode that was completely dedicated to all the artists that we used. It was amazing, a lot of fun. And yeah, none of that's possible. None of that can be possible without Soundstripe. So. Please go help support the show. Go support them. Try them out at least for a month. Again, I always say if you're making rap videos, unboxing videos, porno videos, whatever it is, use this music. Make stuff. That's it. Ain't that right, Mike? Yeah, we're all we're all into making stuff these days. You got the time to do it. Let's 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 just do it. Let's do it. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. How are it's you? It's been a while since we've been in this in the quote unquote studio together. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm feeling funky and fresh and, uh, you know, hot like fire. Ooh, like fire. Fire. I wonder what you're trying to, what you're trying to tell us about this. <laughs> trying to tell you something. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we've actually been in person. The last episode we did is where we talked about our hiatus yeah. and we went on another hiatus. <laughs> lots of hiatus. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're going to get there again. We're going to be back. Everything's going to be flowing again. Uh, I didn't tell you this yet, Mike, but we have a special episode coming up of Uncle Dad Approved with the return of Baby Gabe. Oh, yeah. Just for one time. Just one time. One time. He gets one. He gets one, yeah. Okay. Everyone gets one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This this is the Mike show. Okay, we got to remember that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he's going to be coming back on uh, to do do another episode with me of Uncle Dad Approved. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. Is it a special topic that you're discussing? It is a special topic is that hidden? I that I can't talk about yet. Oh, but what I will tell you by looking at me, it's gonna have to do with something like that. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. Oh. You see what my fingers did? Yeah. <laughs> I think I gotta go take a shower now. <laughs> you know, Mike, your mom listens to the show. I know, and you know, she's my biggest fan. <laughs> and she's not tired of either one of us yet. No. <laughs> No, she actually helps me write a lot of my jokes. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so today's episode is going to be another uh, special presentation from a special sponsor of ours. They are called Ziggurat Publishing. Uh, Ziggurat Publishing publishes video games. And uh, we did one of them. We did a review for one of their games by, by Assemble, and that was Shakes on a Plane. And for those who don't remember, Shakes on a Plane was an episode about this funny little game on Switch uh, where you basically cooked stuff and you served them on a plane and it was like an arcade uh, mayhem type game. Pretty fun, uh, really che- really cheap. Uh, at that time, you could have got a great deal. Uh, but this time, we were talking about something a little more serious, a little more heated, if you will. Mike, go ahead and introduce the game we are about to talk about. Well, the the game we're about to talk about exactly is uh, Real Heroes Firefighter. Say that more dramatically. Real Heroes Firefighter. <laughs> How's that? Very good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I can I can just close my eyes and I imagine it being a a Bollywood movie. Firefighter. <laughs> Real Heroes Firefighter. And for those who don't know, that game originally came out in two thousand and nine on the Nintendo Wii. Now. Before anybody says it, says it, yes, I know that game is very old. 
and who would remaster a game that you probably ever never even heard of. Completely agreed. But this is a very big cult classic. It has it has an what was it Mike a ninety four percent approval rate on a uh, on, yeah. on Google. Yeah, it's pretty well liked, and we'll get into why I think so, why he thinks so, and we we played the game. We'll review it too. Now, full disclosure, we we reviewed it on the PlayStation Four. Now, the PlayStation Four version is the HD version, which is available on Steam, Nintendo Switch, and the PlayStation 4. It is developed by Epic Center Studios and Scientifically Proven. They basically took the remaster, or they basically remastered the original game, but that original one doesn't matter because we're talking about the remake. Yes, so basically the the storyline is essentially you're, it's a first-person fire and rescue action game uh, where you don the suit of a suit, Get it? Nobody? Okay. No, no, I got it. <laughs> Don the suit of a firefighter, uh, and you are a newly graduated uh, academy cadet getting into the start of the big city fire world. Now, it doesn't specify where this game takes place, but given the accents of the actors, I'd probably say probably at the East Coast, New York, probably. I mean, it's probably the greatest fire department. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. I'm not from New York, but most people think that, I guess. Yeah. Right? I think so. Is it because of nine eleven or I, I don't maybe I and and I can't remember where exactly I heard it, but I I did just recently hear that they were the NYFD is like the best firefighting. I don't know. Maybe it was because of uh, all the buildings. I guess so. But then I would think Chicago would be up there, right? Probably. I mean I we're probably safe to say all the big major cities would be up there. Not San Francisco. Well, San Francisco's not a big major city, but it's a city. I would think like L.A., Houston. These are like big sprawling cities, right? Yeah. Chicago and New York. So now here's a quick uh, comment. If they made them based upon cities, would that make it more exciting? Like real hero N- uh, NYFD, real hero Chicago fire. You know what I mean? Real hero Los Angeles. Fire. Firefighter. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, New Orleans. Like, let's get crazy. You know, Nola. Yeah, <laughs> I would say Nola. Uh, they if Nola gets an NCIS, they can get a firefighter <laughs> game. You're okay. right. They do have an NCIS. That's right. Exactly. Uh, but yes. Uh, so before we get into the actual gameplay, what I wanted to talk about was um, the cast behind the game. Now, this is interesting. This game originally came out 2009, right? Mm. You play just the unnamed cadet. He doesn't have a name. I thought he did, but he does. Doesn't. You're rookie. They just call him Rookie. Rookie, Rook, whatever. And, but everybody else is fairly famous, at least for the time. Oh, yeah. Let's name these names. I'm going to. Yes. So, Jimmy Match Morris is played by James Marsters, which I don't know if you know who that is or not. Well, I definitely know the name. But you know who that is? Remind me. I just want to see if you know who it is. Bruh. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's, I know. I just <laughs> want to see if you knew. I just wanted to see if you knew. Yeah, he's, no, he's really big on, uh, he was big on that and then Angel. Yeah, I actually was at a booth next to him in Comic Con, uh, Wizard World Comic Con, New Orleans. Really? Yes. Was he talking about this game? <laughs> no, he's actually playing System of a Down over and over on his iPhone. Why? While he was seeing, that's just what he was into. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's best known for Spike, and he plays um, he plays basically one of your partners. He's not like a main character, but it's one of your partners. Lieutenant Dylan Scott is played by Michael Jace. Now, Michael Jace is, um, he was uh, most uh, notorious for playing Julian Lowe in The Shield. Oh, Julian Lowe. Have you watched The Shield? No. You know what The Shield is? Michael Chiklis? I know. I never <laughs> watched it. You didn't watch The Shield? Uh, no. 
<laughs> I missed that one. I missed that one. You were too busy watching Sopranos at that time. I didn't watch that either. Okay, well, <laughs> no reason, I guess. <laughs> and then after that, we have Esmeralda, Esmeralda Easy or Ezzy Vasquez, and that's played by Janet, or yeah, Janet Goldstein, and she is from motherfucking Aliens. Yeah. Uh, she played Private Vasquez, which is kind of funny because her last name character in the firefighter game is Vasquez. I see what they did. I, yeah, they were oh, like, oh, we really? got the girl for aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was also in Near Dark and Terminator. And one of Mike's favorite movies of all time, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, She wow. played the maid. <laughs> oh, the maid. I love that scene. <laughs> yes, who doesn't? Yeah. And of course, probably one of the more... Somebody doesn't. <laughs> probably one of the more notable characters or actors is uh, uh, voiced... <laughs> Mark Cameron is voiced by the legendary if you will, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. You would say legendary? He, yeah, he's great. <laughs> he, he had that fun show, like the Hidden Camera Show. Oh, what was that show called? That's right, he did have that. I forgot yeah, about that. that. That's what I think of most, that and Scream. See, I think of him in Scream, and I think of him in Romeo and Juliet. I forgot he was in Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Remember? Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there is one movie that always comes to mind with him. Mm. Son of the Mask. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, indeed. Uh, I would like to have him on the show one day and just talk to him only about that movie. Let's get him in. Yeah, <laughs> just let's talk about him only about Son of the Mask and get his thoughts. Funny thing, another convention, at the last convention I did this year, which was uh, Mad Monster Party in Charlotte, they had a Scream reunion. No way. And he was there. Wow, that's and super he, cool. He looked the, the most different. No, different out of all the rest of the cast. Really? Like, he was the most unrecognizable. I don't know if he was trying to look that way, but he didn't look like the Jamie Kennedy I remember. Did he look like he wanted to be there? Oh, yeah, he was super okay. cool and engaging. He just looked physically different. I think he had a beard and just a, he just had a different look. You remember the main... Well, you've seen you've seen Screen, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Did you remember... Do you remember the main... Um, I guess in the end, he's the main bad guy. He was like the boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. Skeet. Something, some or, shit, or rich or something. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was the he was a fucking what's Billy his... was the boyfriend, Billy, right? Billy, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yes. He doesn't look the same. <laughs> he wasn't there. Oh, okay, no, he wasn't there. So, uh, you just said it was a reunion. It was, but you know, and the reunions aren't always everyone. Oh, um, okay, it was, <laughs> it was a handful of the people. Was it the what's it the, was uh, Nev Campbell was there? I guess that's like one of the main ones to have, right? Nev Campbell and mm, uh, Nev Campbell, dude. Nev yeah. Campbell looks like she hasn't aged either. Yeah, she looked exactly the same. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um, what was her name? And then the guy who wore the screen suit, he looked exactly the same. He, Roger Jackson? Oh, no, 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 no. no. He Wait. did the voice. That's right. That's right. Which I met him at a con where I hung out with you. Yeah. And he, um, he signed one of my toys for me, one of the scream toys. Yeah. But he also, he, what people don't know is that yeah. he's also the voice of, go ahead. The monkey. The, from? Powerpuff Girl. Yes. Yeah. Mojo, right? Mojo? Mojo. Mad Mojo, maybe? You know, I was at, real quick, I was at another convention one time <laughs> where there was a Mojo guy. Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo was his name. Yes. It was the guy who was pretending to be the voice of the Scream guy. Wait, what? Say yes. that again? I was doing a, a SatCon okay. years ago, and there was a guy that said he was the voice of the Scream, <laughs> but he wasn't Roger Jackson, and he would sign... The autographs, and it just look, literally looked like a scribble, like a just a messy. But he scribble. had a table. They had him as a guest. What? <laughs> yeah. How did they get away with that? I think they figured it out eventually, <laughs> but I don't. Anyways, um, so 
six degrees of separation from the, <laughs> that guy who was the fake scream voice to Jamie Kennedy and firefighters. But I just wanted to add real quickly was the guy from uh, the guy who played Billy. You're right. His name was Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. And um, yeah, Skeet. But I wanted to say something about him real fast. He is um, he was in the craft. Yeah. And that's what I always think about him after that. So sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You like the craft. I do like the craft. Yeah. Uh, engineer Big Ed Martin is voiced by Jack McGee. Now, Jack McGee is interesting because he was in Backtrap, I believe. Now, for those who know what Backtrap is, that's pretty much what this game more or less has probably exists because of Backdraft. That's right. Uh, Backdraft was a Steven Spielberg movie, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. It is definitely a Universal Pictures. Yeah, because it was that was a it was a Universal ride at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I honestly can't remember. Who, I'm pretty sure it was Steven Spielberg. Backdraft came back in 1991, and um. Yeah, it was uh, Steven Spielberg. No, not Steven Spielberg. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. I knew that. I was just seeing how <laughs> right, long it would take seeing... for you to know. That. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yes, he was in that. Um... Yeah, because Ron Howard talks throughout the ride in, at the Universal Studios. That's right. <laughs> I just let you say Steven Spielberg and, over and, over again. Uh, and just I just the, yeah. stared right at you. Yeah, now everybody's going to be like, wow, this guy sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack McGee played Schmidt in um, Backdraft. So it's just, I guess it's like a little. Easter egg, right? Like, yeah. it's somebody. Because they couldn't get Kurt Russell. Cause... Well, and Schmidt happens. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, man, Mike is on a roll today. For somebody who's tired, he's on a, he's on a good point right now. Well, you just got to get it when it comes. <laughs> what can I say? Yes, and I believe that... Oh, no, we are forgetting one last person. Oh. And he's probably, I guess, the biggest out of all of them, because he's still employed. <laughs> is um, Captain Tomihiro Kotaka. Oh. Which is voiced by John DiMaggio. Yeah. Yes, and John DiMaggio is a pretty famous voice actor, probably one, probably one of the most famous voice actors out there. Um, he is most known for Adventure Time, Futurama, he plays Bender. That new series, uh, Disenchantment, he plays King Zog. I mean, this dude has been like almost an era. I think he's even in, I think he's in Rick and Morty as well, probably. Yeah, legendary voice actor. Legendary voice actor and uh, American Dad. I mean, God, the list goes on and on. I wonder if any of the people that you save in this game are like cameos of people and that they're not even credited. What do you mean? Like, you know how in the game you have to help people. Right. You're saying like, are there other famous actors? Yeah. Like what if they, I wonder if there's some, what if they were all the cast of backdraft? (laughs) Yeah. What if it's all Ron Howard's kids? (laughs) Or what if it's all Dennis Leary's kids because he was in that movie or that TV show rescue me. I do love Dennis Leary. <laughs> I, I would like to think that it's Dennis Leary's kids. <laughs> Dennis Leary's kids. Yeah. He has that many kids. <laughs> he might, yeah. And then one last note on John DiMaggio is that he's also, for the gamers, since we're talking about games, he's the voice of Marcus Phoenix, which is the Gears of War games, which I don't know if you know Gears of War, Mike, but it's a very popular game. I think I've heard of it. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but that is the entire cast of uh, Real Heroes Firefighter. So, when you hear those names, I mean, it's a f- especially when it came out in 2009. Yeah. That's a pretty fairly, like, I would say stacked list, right? Like, it's not... for Mind you, this game originally came out for the Nintendo Wii. So it's like you have some fairly talented people for a game essentially designed for, like, a kid-friendly console. <clears throat> so I think it is kind of uh, setting the stage pretty, pretty solidly, right? Like, you're seeing, like, oh, okay, we're going to get some top voice talent so you can feel like a real firefighter, right? Now, I have not played the, the, the Wii version either as Mike. So I cannot specify how close it is to the difference of the original to the new one. What I can tell you is, though, the look is different. Uh, the original uh, Real Heroes went for more of a realistic 
uh, look and as far as like the characters, like, you know, realistic um, polygons, type real graphic uh, textures, stuff like that. With the remake, the HD remake by, by published by Ziggurat, is that they went for a comic book feel. Now, what that means is everybody is cell shaded, so that basically means they have like a cartoon type look to them. There is a white box. I guess what would you call it, Mike? Like a white comic box, like a white white uh, a white bo- a white text box. Text box. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, a white text box. Uh, you would also have like comic book like um, action words. So you would yeah. see boom, pow, thwomp. And you know they I mean? use the uh, bangers typeface. Sure. You know. <laughs> so. Little artist stuff there. Yeah, little maybe little. Yeah. Hashtags. Yeah. So it has a comic book feel now. Initially. Uh, what did you think, Mike, with seeing that type of comic book feel for a firefighter game? Is that something you think that makes sense, or do you think it should be more of a realistic look? No, I think uh, having not seen the original, I, I think that it gave it a good action feel. You know, I, th- I think it added to the to the action of the game. And I think it also maybe, because um, they, they didn't redo everything, all of the graphics, right? They just kind of remastered it. Is that right? Yeah, so they didn't like rebuild the engine. They just basically put like a new skin on it, right? Yeah, so I think that probably helped because, you know, we've come so far since 2009. Nine. <laughs> and so I think that that kind of helps helps with that. Right. You know? No, that's a good call. I think um, it makes it more, it makes it less intimidating probably too, right? Like it makes it like, because I think you had said to me when we were playing it, you were like, oh, it feels like it could be for kids, right? Right. And I think it does give it more of a kid-friendly you know, feeling right. Right. Uh, versus when it was on the Wii, it wasn't cell shaded. So you would think that you know, when it went with that look back then. And I also think it's a good, good move to make it look HD without doing too much work. Right. Cause right. it's just, you know, they're really like just flat graphics, but you know, you make that color pop a little more. Right. Yeah. Those bold, dark lines. Always, yes. Yeah. They always helped. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, the feeling of the game is that you're basically in a comic book dedicated to firefighters which you know hey why not i mean i think that's cool i think to be fair firefighters being a firefighter in a video game actually sounds pretty badass like imagine a more serious tone game or like a better in-game engine and it was just holy shit we gotta save you gotta work with your buddies to save this fire because i do think this game is lacking multiplayer four-player co-op would have been great Mm -hmm. being able to play with four at least four people maybe online stopping fires kind of messing around with each other that kind of thing. I think it was lacking that, but as far as just like the simple aspect of just going into it, it's a pretty fun for fun, you know, concept. And clearly, it's a loved game to you know to remake it ten years later, right, or remaster it ten years later for a game that's really not as well known as I think you know Mario is, right, or something. But uh, your initial impression, Mike, when we popped it in for the first like ten minutes, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think they were doing a good job of of making it feel. Kind of like you're in a movie, almost. Yeah. You know, it feels like you're, you're kind of like, not maybe not backdraft, but obviously <laughs> something like that, where you're in an action movie and you're with the, you know, that you got the guys, they're making jokes and saying one-liners and, and it's kind of, which would be like a '90s action movie. Yeah. I feel like, right. Right. You know. Yeah. No, that's actually a good point too. Uh, it's kind of funny because you, I, when you say like action movie, it makes me think like you know what would have been awesome, and I know you'll agree with this. If the captain, Bruce Willis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. See, that's how well we know each other now that I can yeah. just, I get it. He just gets it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis as the captain. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's see if we can do a recast. Yeah. Recast to get rid of John DiMaggio yeah. and get uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yes. So. Um, Yippee-ki-yay, mother fire. <laughs>
Wow. Wow, that's going to be on a t-shirt. Yes. T-shirt you might see in the garbage. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, Mike, you're obviously not the biggest gamer here, but you do appreciate games. As somebody who is not a gamer, uh, what did you think of the gameplay when you played it? Was it it simple enough? Was it obviously not knowing how to, to, not being familiar with a controller is different. Yeah. Just once you are familiar with a controller, what do you think? Yeah, that aside, because that just comes from playing it more. I thought, yeah, I thought it was, uh, fairly easy to to maneuver and uh once you get down what you're supposed to do i thought it would i could see how it would be fun yeah. i mean I, yeah like there's almost like little games within the game like when you're running oh, through the, so, yeah. the area you gotta hide behind the metal plates to block yourself from the fire and then run to the next one and then wait for the fire and then when it goes down you run to the next one and you know so um it's not a complicated game to be fair yeah it's not a complicated game it's more of a Child-friendly game, for sure. I think a child could play this game. Yeah, a child can play this game. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, you got to help the people that, that are stopped by the fire on the floor. And, uh, you know, each each situation may call for a different maneuver to save these people. Right? As, as it is when you play a game. <laughs> and as it is in real life, I'm sure, if yes. you're a firefighter. If you're a real hero... Firefighter. Yeah. Well, and firefighters are real heroes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> See? I like what you did there. Um, so <laughs> now what I wanted to address uh, right away is that I know it sounds like we're thinking this game is amazing. And to be fair, it's not perfect. It's not great. I don't know if I agree with that it's a 94% approval rate because uh, I do think there is some issues and we are definitely going to talk about those issues. Number one thing to me besides, um, well, number one thing to me about the characters is that I, when you play the rookie, everybody is so extremely mean to you. So yeah. extremely mean to you. It's like, and realistically, they're not doing anything to help you. They're all just like, go do that. Hey, you see that giant where? Because so level one is taking place at a manufacturing plant, uh, probably the size of like an Amazon warehouse of now, uh, making who knows, God, who knows what, because you don't even tell you what's being made in this manufacturing. It's just exploding everywhere. You have flaming lids, you have, manufacturing fuels everywhere like it is just the worst manufacturing plant on the history of planet but yes so what's happening is that you need to save everybody in that fire but really you're the only one doing any work everybody's yelling at you jamie kennedy is yelling at you he's yelling yeah <laughs> and then what's fucks what's fucking funny is jamie kennedy's character gets lost yeah you gotta help him yeah and, and then, he didn't even care yeah then he just uh Needed your help again to get past the little fire on the floor. <laughs> I know. Now, one thing I thought... Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Actually, what were your thoughts on the characters about that? Yeah, I, I, I agreed that I, I felt like it really hurt my ego, uh, my self-worth after playing this game by the way they talked to me. And now I'm going to have to see my therapist gonna... <laughs> twice next week. <laughs> now you're never going to want to be a firefighter. Oh, it's, I mean, who wants to get berated like that when you're trying to help put out a fire? Now, to be fair, do you think there is some realism to that? Sure. I well yeah, I think any anywhere I think when you're the rookie probably it's it's you know you hear about it in sports, you hear about it from police. I'm sure with the firefighters, you know, you're the rookie, you get slammed. Sure. You yeah. know, go put out that fire. I'm going to stand here and walk in a square in the office while you spray the He's making fire a, on the roof. That's a reference the to the, that's a reference to the game. That literally happened in the game. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. The, one of the characters tells you to go do something and she literally just walks in a square. Yeah, if you watch what she do, does after she told you what to do, it's 
It's like she's tracing a square on the floor looking for a penny or something. So you know what that means is that, you know, with all due respect, the programmers are being a little lazy on some things. <laughs> yeah. You know, but hey, you're an artist. You get it. Sometimes you just got to be lazy. Yeah, sometimes you cut corners. Yeah, exactly. It's like that game already was made. So. <laughs> We're not spo- and to be fair, you're not supposed to be standing there watching her. You're supposed to do what she said. And, and spray the fire. That's right. You're right. right. So, so if you are just, just sitting there, we disobeyed. Yeah, <laughs> we're rebels. <laughs> we're, we're trying to be real heroes, but yeah, clearly we're not. We're not. There's a reason we're doing this and not fighting fires. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So with the with the characters on that aspect, was there any characters that even that you remotely began to like, or not really? No, I didn't like it. I, well, yeah, I guess Ezzy, I kind of liked. Is he Ezzy? Yeah, but why? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do next. We're gonna make a show called "I Don't Know" with Mike. <laughs> Mike, why do you like it? I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of do. There's no real reason. I just like it. I just like it. I know, but man. you know what? That's life, man. Sometimes you don't need real reasons. You just like you just like it. You just let it happen. Yeah, man. You just lay back and let it happen. <laughs> you just go st- fucking walk in circles, and that guy will save your life. <laughs> no, you walk in squares. squares right, squares. Yeah, right. Come on. Yeah, so what I found interesting with this game is that it was also developed uh, in partner with a 27-year-old, year old, 27. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know him. I think I know him, too. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that might be a better choice. No, uh, you were, it was uh, developed with, a, with conjunction with a 27-year veteran of the uh, FDNY, which obviously... Maybe that's why there's a lot of the ribbing with each other, right? You know, the like banter, yeah, the banter. Because he probably, I'm, mean, you would imagine he probably experienced that. He probably was a higher up. I don't know this person's name because I don't can't find that information. I wasn't given that information, but uh, it does seem to be kind of on that lines. One other thing that I wanted to talk about before we really get into the gameplay of everything is, didn't you feel that this game entirely in the first person, right? You know, it's being remade, right? You know, it's it doesn't it just has like a pretty paint, pretty coat of paint on it now, right? Mm. Why not just take it and put it in VR? Yeah, I think that could be the next step here. I th- I think like, that this game I we mentioned it when we were playing, and before we we mentioned it, I was even thinking in my mind that this game would be awesome in VR. Totally, yeah. it doesn't have to look the best. Cause, I mean, I think with VR, it's not about how it looks; it's about the experience, right? right. Yeah. And well, I, yeah. I mean, you want it to look decent. But <laughs> sure, but I, I mean, could see this even in the format it's in in VR. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't need the realism, basically, like the realism of fire everywhere, no. right? It's just, yeah. I think, um, you know, you're right about that, and I, and I don't understand why they didn't. I mean, maybe that's coming next, because I, I know. So this re-release just, just, just came out this year in early January. Mm, it's so, fresh. Super fresh. So, so fresh. So fresh and so clean. <laughs> Yeah. No. Very good. No. Nobody liked it. I hear the yeah. I hear the dogs howling right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fail. Fail. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it, it was an interesting take that I think should have been on the VR. And hopefully, you know, with VR becoming more readily available, like you know, with Quest and Quest Two, uh, Oculus, I should say. Uh, yeah, I think there'd be kind of a cool experience to put on there. So, I think so. So Ziggurat. Think about that. Yeah. Talk to VR. Talk. Yeah. Talk to VR. Go find the VR number and call them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a note that I had, and you know, having that veteran behind it, I think, does add to the realism of everything. Uh, now let's talk about the gameplay. So the gameplay, it is, to be fair, very straightforward. It is just like, hey, you have a hose, take the hose, put out the fire. Hey, you have a fire extinguisher, take the fire extinguisher, put out the fire. But then there's like small things that come into play, such as 
Mike had mentioned where you're in an area that's p- putting out a lot of heat and you have no way to get around it. So the way you do is you, there's, there's these like metal guard shields and that are conveniently placed, by the way. And you go into those and behind those uh, metal shields and you just wait for the heat to pass and then you go pass and go. Again, very simple ideas, but we're talking about a game that was released originally 10 years ago. Oh, I guess technically more than 10 years ago now, right? That's right. You did your math. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I had to. You haven't corrected me on this entire time, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I well, mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also get to use an axe. <laughs> you do get to use an axe. You know. And a crowbar. And a crowbar. Yeah. So there's, there's times where you have to use it, and I panicked because I didn't know which one to use. As life is. Is what it, and so I think it <laughs> relates to the intensity of being a real firefighter. Because sometimes you just don't know what you got to pull. Well, and also, I don't know, is that from a movie? What? What you just said. No. No. I'm just that good. <laughs> you are. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, also, like, if you were a real, a real hero firefighter you know, in the <laughs> building and you had the people screaming at you on your little uh, walkie-talkie on your shoulder and the fire and then the hostages of the fire are yelling to help, and then you can the fire is raging, and then you can see the red on the screen, which means you're getting burned. And with all that going on, you got to figure out, oh, I got to bust out these windows with this axe right now, not spray the fire. But why would you think that? <laughs> well, we had to. Yeah, I know, but like, why would you think that? I I wouldn't know, so I that's why I panicked. <laughs> and that's why you died. <laughs> and I did die right there. You died right? a lot of times, to be honest with you. Well, I panicked. <laughs> Did you ever feel um, that it inspired you to be a firefighter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go see about that right now. <laughs> I think you know what we should do for the next Captain Aho book. Is Captain Aho's <laughs> guide, guide to, to be a firefighter? firefighter. <laughs> Maybe we can get that same fire captain to sit down and we could write. We could write it. He helped me write it. No, that'd be awesome. We're talking about the one who did the game? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> probably tell me to go. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're censoring yourself. <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> you didn't know what to pick again. The crowbar. The... Now, one fact that Mike brought up that I want to bring up that I thought actually was pretty neat in the uh, gameplay. Mike brought up the walkie-talkie. Now, what was interesting about in the gameplay... Is there's a walkie-talkie. <laughs> yes. Is, no. Is that when you're playing on the PlayStation 4, now obviously this will not happen on the PC... But when you're playing on the PlayStation 4, your controller has a speaker in it. So because it has a speaker in it, you'll actually hear the radio chatter entirely through your controller. Which oh, yeah, that was fun. Was that, was I that, thought it was fun. Is that sarcasm? No, I thought it was fun because it's like, it's like it puts you in like a dimension within yes. the game. You know? Yeah, yeah, no. And I, and I completely agree with that. And that, again, it's like that's a, that's a fun feature that I think isn't used a lot in a lot of games, especially for the, for the, for the games that, the PlayStation, not every controller, the consoles have a speaker on it. So it's like, if they do, I think it's great to utilize it. And like you're saying, it's like, oh, you know, your radio chatter is coming out of there. It's, it's like you said, it as an element of like, oh, shit, they're depending on me. I got to be, I got to be a real hero firefighter. Well, do, do a lot of games not really use that? Well, for the PlayStation, I'd probably say no, not really. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's cool because it adds to the feature of like, of them talking through a little walkie talkie or, or whatever that would be on your shoulder. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it was a great move. Totally, totally. Part, yeah. Uh, there was something that didn't work, and I wanted to tell you about this. I don't think you noticed me doing it, but when we were playing, I kept pushing the triangle button 
I was like tapping a button to see what would happen. Yeah. The reason why I was doing that is because on the on the gameplay, uh, there's like a on the, on the heads up display, it states that push triangle to talk. I pushed triangle over and over again, and nothing happened. Did you talk? Nothing. But did you talk? What do you mean? Did I talk? Aren't you supposed to talk? Not me physically. The character is. Oh. <laughs> I thought maybe you were gonna talk. What would I talk into? I don't have a mic. Talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> this is why Mike doesn't make games. <laughs> hey, well, not yet, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So I think the gameplay was there. It was there, but there was definitely some lacking features. I think there needs to be more. Oh, yes. One big gameplay thing we need to talk about about the heads up display was I did everything I could on my end. So I don't know if this, you will have the same problem. But when I played on my television, I could not get the entire text to appear on my screen. You're talking about the, the mission text in the upper left corner. Correct. Yeah. It, it was always cut off. There is, when you go to settings and options, the only option is show dialogue. Oh, no, show objective. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was checked. Which was checked, yes. <laughs> and it showed half ha- up to three quarters of the exactly. objective. Which was pretty confusing because it doesn't explain everything to you. And I also think we weren't seeing the the display of where the health was. Yeah. That was a big thing too. So again, maybe that was something on my end, but I did check everything to see if there was something I can fix. And every other game I played was fine. So I don't know. So if you do happen to play this game, be wary of that. Cause that does kind of throw you off a little bit. Um, now, uh, full disclosure, we did not complete the game entirely. Uh, I think when we review games, we like to give a very honest opinion of just like the first impression. I think that's what we should call it is Mike and Uncle Dad's first impressions, because that's really what it is. It's our first impression of just playing it, getting the vibe out of it. And, you know, I think the first impression is the most important one, right? Because that's going to make you keep playing it or not. So yeah, I think for me, when I, when, I, when I would think about firefighters and I think about video games, I do think it's something that should exist, absolutely, uh, especially in the world of VR uh, and even with the next-gen consoles with the, with the graphics being so well-developed now. I think it would be great to see like textures of the fire like burning because you know but creating the the actual fire to burn that's not easy that's that's a lot of work to do so being able to create that in such high detail would be great i just think it needs to be a more realistic tone i don't know if you agree with that or do you prefer the more common book like child-friendly tone i think with the way this game was going i i like the tone excuse me the tone um i felt it worked I felt it felt like an the the action was there. I mean, I could see obviously a whole different game being more realistic and having the rendering be you know looking like I can picture that in my mind what that would look like. But I felt like for this game and, and what it was offering, I felt like it it worked. Yeah, and I and I and I agree with you on that. I do, but I think if we're going to like talk about the future of like gaming and the firefighting game world, because you know everybody wants a good firefighting game. I think why not? Why not contact Ron Howard and make a backdraft video game? Well, maybe they're releasing this because that's in the can. Oh, we're you just know? gonna get a backdraft game. It's coming. Who what's, knows? What's uh? What's the line everybody knows in backdraft? I go, you go. <laughs> if you don't know that, you're not a movie fan. It's said much more dramatically though. Yeah. If I go, you go. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so final thoughts, Mike. Uh, give me your final thoughts on Real Heroes Firefighters. I if think, you had to rank it from 1 through 10, from first impression. Oh, 
What do you think? I think we give it a good solid six. Okay. A solid six. Is that is that bad? Is that good? That's good. <laughs> it's not bad. But it's not. That's technically a D. <laughs> well, I, I I would say we we couldn't we couldn't run. Okay. We wanted to be able to run to get to be, there was one speed and it, and then it was walking, and then I think. Uh, wait, why is that, why does that give it a solid six? That's a because you couldn't run. So wait, if you could run, you would give it an eight. An eight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you could run. If you could run. I mean, let but him you, run. But you could crouch. Let him, let him run. You could crouch. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then the seven. <laughs> How about seven? <laughs> okay. Would you buy this game? I'd buy it for my brother. <laughs> I guess you buy it. Yeah. Uh, the retail price is fourteen ninety nine. So for fourteen ninety nine. Here's what I think, actually. Okay. I enjoy, so it's like, it's, almost, it's like a first player shooting game, right? Is that how you would call that? Oh, wait, say, say that again? It's a, like a first player shooting game. Is that, <laughs> is that a fighting first game? How do you say it? Gunfire. Uh, so if you guys don't realize right now, Mike is very old. <laughs> well, I'm not very old. I just don't play a lot of this. He's just like, it's one of them fire shooting first person <laughs> uh, action major video games. <laughs> <laughs> and he's from the south apparently now. <laughs> yeah, my southern accent just fucking came roaring back. <laughs> yeah, just like I mean, I'm still excited about Miss Pac-Man. So <laughs> you know, when they when they put a red bow on her head, that changed everything. <laughs> That's the original first-person action shooter. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's a first-person shooter. First-person shooter. I knew that. I was just seeing if you knew that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so it kind of reminds me of that, except it's you're not shooting. Well, I mean, you're not killing, but you are technically shooting water. You're spraying water. I guess you don't I shoot water. You shoot, well, you, you just shoot, kind of shoot out. But so I, I actually enjoy that because I don't really want to kill a bunch of people. But that is true, though. In all, in all fairness, he's not being sarcastic. No. He's not really big into the killing aspect of games. And so this was kind of cool because I guess in some sense it's it's what it would like being a firefighter. Running a, no, around. wait, being a what? A fire, real hero firefighter. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so it's that same type of play except you're saving people and, and and putting out fires instead of shooting people in the head and that's not good well you know so there you go <laughs> okay well i'll give you my uh review oh i was just about to ask for yours oh yeah you took too long so <laughs> you don't you don't shoot it quick enough i guess um so my 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 real first impression i would give it surprisingly because i probably didn't sound like i liked it but i would actually give it a solid seven out of ten and I really mean that. And I'll tell you why I mean that. So one, I can see why it's a cold hit. Because one, there's really not that many firefighting games. There's really not. They don't really exist. I mean, they do, but they're not very good most of the time. And for a game to come out 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, 12 years 12 ago. 12 years ago. <laughs> to come out 12 years ago. I think it's like, you know, to have that kind of effect on people where there is a fan base for it. And for them to like, you know, again, these t really this game exists. A remake of this game exists of the solid fan base, right? Because there's, I mean, there's nobody else who would ask for this unless it was a solid fan base, right? And I think with that behind it, it makes you kind of go, yeah, I can see why people appreciate it so much from you know 12 years ago. I think the ideas are there. It is. I think if you're gonna remake it though, what they should have done is maybe like updated some of the gameplay features, uh, updated some of the graphical mechanics, not just the the visuals, but not just like the not just like the actual player graphics. Or even like the look to it, but like for example, when you look outside, the game doesn't even look finished. We didn't yeah. we didn't mention that yet, but uh, 
when you literally look out the window, it looks like uh, somebody like drew like like stick figures and they just gave up. <laughs> yeah, stick figure trees. Yeah, stick figure yeah. trees. Or like if you look very closely, there's like a fire for some reason in the middle of the the trees. Oh, there was a chair burning out. Yeah, there was yeah. a chair burning. That's what it was for some reason. Uh, but you well, know, you know why that chair was burning. <laughs> Do I? You know why. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think it the, again the the concepts are all there. They they already had a game that was finished, but I think they could have polished it a little more. But I think because of it's such a strong loyal fan base and such and because these people believed I'm bringing a game back, uh, to maybe spark interest in a firefighting franchise because why not there could definitely be a sequel and that sequel could be way better right right so i think with that in mind i can my genuine impression is that i would give it a, a seven out of ten first impression yeah so i don't know i it was it was it was also fun to talk about firefighters because i feel like we don't get to talk about it that much yeah we just talk, obviously we always talk about police for obvious reasons um but we don't really talk about like firefighters that much and i think you know really since backdraft i don't really think of anything like a major movie has been out for firefighters can you think of anything there wasn't there one with howie long and he was the, in the forest the and, quarterback yeah the football player only he was a quarterback <laughs> howie you're thinking of another howie howie, howie mandel <laughs> yeah that guy <laughs> i don't know there's probably i think there may have been but you know this there are times where this feels like like i think like i said like an action movie and we talked about it when we were playing is when like the something happens the rock and roll music comes on that's true like yes. the kind of background action rock and roll 90s music that's true so but you got to get moving the, the last firefighter movie i see was playing with fire featuring john cena oh oh yeah i remember seeing previews for that um, look up a howie long fire movie <laughs> howie long fire movie yeah Are you sure it's not gonna be a porno dude no <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh my god! I typed in Howie Long, and the first thing that comes up was Howie Long firefighter movie. See, <laughs> there it is. It's oh, called. Yeah. It came out in 1998. Yeah, and it was called Firestorm. <laughs> Firestorm. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. We're, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna, gonna dive into that? this real fast. Let's see. Firestorm apparently is like a cool classic as well. Well, there we go, dude. Developers of Real Heroes Firefighters. Real Heroes 2, Firestorm. Really? No. I'm oh. <laughs> saying they should do that. Oh. It came out in 1998. Howie Long played Jesse. It also featured Scott Glenn. I don't know who that is. Oh, Scott Glenn. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but I, do, I think you know who William Forsythe is. Yeah. William Forsythe, do you come on? I know who he is. He's, he was in Dick Tracy. He played Flat Top. I know. I just wanted to see if you no, knew who he, he was. You, know, you probably don't know what Raising Arizona is. Oh, yeah, I know that movie. <laughs> um, and it was directed by Dean Semler. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's see what this guy has made. He was the cinematographer for Dances with Wolves. Oh, that was a good movie. Mad Max 2. Great movie. I've never heard of Dead Calm. I remember that movie. Uh, oh, my. Here we go. Ready? He was the cinematographer for Playing with Fire featuring John Cena. So he's got a fire thing going on here. They had to get him from Firestorm. We're like, we got to get the Firestorm guy. But, but not to direct it. No, that's the cinematographer. It's <laughs> very, very precise. And he's directed four movies. So this guy directed The Patriot featuring Steven Seagal. Very different movie. <laughs> very different movie. So we still got a little bit of time. I do want to talk about firefighting movies and TV shows. And even though you don't watch any of them, 
What about firefighting comic books? In all seriousness, do you know of any fire firefighters in comics? I know of fire characters. Yeah, I don't know of any firefighting comic. I feel like there should be one. Would you read it? Uh, if it was, yeah, if it was written by you. Well, if it was, uh, okay, I'll I'll look that in into that for you. So the Marvel Comics actually has one. Oh, what is it? It's called The Call of Duty. Is it old? Uh, yeah, it's a it was a six uh, issue series. Mm. Uh, what's funny is that the font is used from the Call of Duty video games, uh, but it has nothing to do with that. So that's why they get away with it because it's the Call of Duty. Yeah, and it's uh, you play as the FDNY, or not play. You you read as the FDNY. There is also a vintage comic book called Danny Blaze Firefighter. Oh, <laughs> EC Comics. Uh, for those who know EC Comics, they were mostly known for horror books, horror comic books. Yeah, EC Comics had one Tales called from the Crypt, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had a comic called Emergency. <laughs> oh, I remember those. Do you? Oh, I remember seeing those at the cons. At You're like... fucking lying. No, I swear. Well, you know, I worked with the guy who sold all the comics, and I remember those. Are you being serious? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I bagged and boarded them and put them in order. Okay. Steve and Wyatt. Steve Wyatt, shout out. And then there was, a, there was a weekly firefighting comic book back in the day called Argozi Weekly, the All-American Firefighting Fiction Magazine. You know, there's sometimes when you get a video game and there's like a little comic that can come with it inside. Okay. Or, you know, like an instruction manual, but maybe there's a comic to tell the story. Okay. I could see there being a comic with uh, with this game. Oh, you mean like when you bought it? Yeah, when you buy the game. like there's But like, it's a digital only game. Like a little collector comic. But it's a digital only game. Well, in 2009. Oh, back then. And then maybe now, since they've re-released it, it could be digital. Oh, okay. What do the- you think about digital only? I like that. Yeah. But who's going to buy it? Well, it comes with the game. But but why are you going to... <laughs> well, this is fun. <laughs> is it, it? It gives you a backstory on the characters. You know, it lets you no, know... No, I, I get what a digital comic's going to do. <laughs> and then it lets everyone know who Rookie is. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well... That's uh, my idea. That's your idea. I like it. Well, one last firefighting comic book, because it's actually... Apparently, it's the best one ever made. It's called Ashes, A Firefighter's Tale. And that's by Mario Candelaria. And the artist is Carl Slominski. I don't think I've heard of Carl Slominski as an artist, but it looks like he's done a lot of independent comics. But yeah, it looks, it's apparently one of the best, best, best comic books about being a firefighter. Interesting. So definitely if you can check that out, go check that out. It came back out in 2015. And you can get that as a paperback, or not a trade paperback, on Amazon for 19 bucks. So not too bad. Mike. Yeah. This was our first time doing a review, like uh, another first impression review yeah this time it was a little more involved what do you think i yeah i it it kind of brought me back to in some ways it reminded me of uh of Goldeneye. oh god i knew so, you were gonna say that well i said it when we were playing the game so the reason why he says that because that's the only game he's played <laughs> <laughs> the last 20 years that's the only game i've ever played so yeah you know it kind of reminded me and it, it looked like what Goldeneye might look like without the you know, the so wait, Golden Goldeneye would look like a firefighting game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they could, you know, like if they were to bring Goldeneye back and add those same new graphics graphics that they with did. Firefighting. With firefighting. Yeah. Okay. But on Goldeneye. <laughs> okay. And then add fire to it. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time being here as always. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a more traditional Uncle Dad Talks. Uh, we're going to get back to it, hopefully with a guest maybe. 
Yeah, if someone wants to talk to us. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Uh, and if we don't have a guest, we'll talk about something else. Uh, as always, I'm Uncle Dad. That's Mike. show is edited by Baby Gabe. Shout out, Baby Gabe. Go check out his Twitch channel, uh, King Killer Azoth on Twitch. He's twitching a lot of great twitching. <laughs> he's streaming a lot of great games right now, so go check him out. And uh, he's twitching. He's twitching, all right. Yeah. And as always, you can find Mike's stuff at MikeHamptonArt.com. And if you go to BartBridgeClothing.com, right? BartBridgeClothing? BartBridge.com. BartBridge.com. You can get some of the most dopest hats of, of, of any town you may live in and other great assortment of hats as well. And and let's not forget, least we forget, you can purchase the Captain A-Hole's Guide to Dating. Yes. I mean, Guide to Customer <laughs> Service. <laughs> it's like, yes. Right now. Comics.com. He's right. And you know what? I'm glad he brought that up because I owe people an apology. I have fucked that up quite a bit on dates. Yeah. Last show, we said the 20th. I didn't even get it out on the 20th. Now it's officially up. You're going to get it now uh, for as low as $5 plus shipping. You can get it either uh, bagged and boarded raw copy or sorry, bagged and boarded unsigned for $5 or you can get it signed by the man himself, Mike Hampton, for $10 plus bag and boarded well included. Uh, and again, that's $10 plus shipping, of course. Uh, please buy these books. Uh, help us out because we got something very big planned for the return of Captain A-Hole in a new series. We're talking variant covers. We're talking exclusive bundles. We're talking maybe even an insert for a vinyl record inside of it, a flexi-disc vinyl. When's the last time you've seen that? I'm sure you haven't seen that in a long time. We have a lot of great stuff coming down, and that can only happen if you buy the books that exist now. So please, UncleDadComics.com. Go purchase it as low as $5 plus shipping. And as always, take care, love each other, and we'll see you next week.